Hello everybody, it is Johnny Wrestling. Today we are talking about Survivor Series 2023. Now first things first, I have to say, going into this pay-per-view, I had high expectations and it completely delivered. I thought Survivor Series was one of uh, the better pay-per-views or premium live events that they're now calling. I thought the storytelling in so many of the matches was fantastic. I thought the returns were great. I think one was a little overdone. Not a huge CM Punk fan. I think I think that return was overdone. I think it overshadowed Randy Orton coming back. It was Chicago. They had to do it. I understand he's a he's a hot superstar, but I did think it took away from Randy Orton, which again, not being a CM Punk guy, I could have done without. Also, Another thing we have to talk about. I am all about a good gimmick match when it makes sense. When the gimmick matches like a War Games or a Hell in a Cell make sense, I'm all for them. I don't think we need to do War Games every year. I don't think the rivalry, at least with the women's, was necessary. Again, the women's match, I'll get into it in a little while, was a great match. I enjoyed it. I, there were a ton of spots that I absolutely loved. But, again, we have to go back to the storytelling. What story are we trying to tell? Now, in the men's match, especially with Cody Rhodes and with the thought that he's going to WrestleMania to hopefully dethrone Roman Reigns, it makes sense. It makes sense. This was a match that his father, Dusty Rhodes, came up with, has been the main creator of this match. So it makes sense. That for him, a War Games match is necessary. I just didn't think... I, I think a traditional Survivor Series style match for the women, you could have done most of the same things except for um, Eosky jumping off the top of, of the cage in a trash can, which I think will always impress me till the day that I die. But again, these are small things. But I think a main part of professional wrestling is thinking about the storytelling. It's thinking about the matches and not just throwing gimmick matches out there because it's the pay-per-view to do it. I think another pay-per-view that struggles because of this is Hell in a Cell. The earlier Hell in a Cells between Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, Undertaker and Mick Foley make sense. That was... The only way to contain these brutal rivalries was to put them in a cage to lock them away. But to have to recreate it every year, I think is a little bit overkill. And it, it takes away from the allure of the match. But anyway, with that being said, let's get into the matches. First, I loved the women's war game match. I know I just said that it doesn't make sense that they had a war games match. And I still agree with that. It doesn't make sense. They didn't need to make it a War Games match. Because these, these women wrestlers were just on top of their game. Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, and Shauncee Blackheart defeat Damage Control. And again, it was a great match. Now, I will say, Shauncee Blackheart looked completely out of, out of her league. She looked incredibly uncomfortable with... A chair spot as well as a chain spot. I think she did okay. I think she recovered. But I would say that the weakest link of that entire match was Shauncee Blackheart. Also, 
I think they could have done a little bit more telling the story if they are going to have Bailey get thrown out of damage control. This would have been a great match for Bailey to look like the weak, the weak link. But she didn't. She looked like the strongest character for damage control. She saved damage control multiple times. And then she takes how many finishers and is finally pinned. I mean, you can't blame her for this performance. Uh, again, some of the spots were just out of control. EO Sky putting herself in a garbage can and then jumping. Jumping off the top of the cage. Uh, again, it will never, ever get old. Uh... Bianca Belair whips the life out of Sky with her braids. I mean, come on. That is a great setup for a possible another match between her and Io Sky. Uh, overall, I'm going to give this match an A- because, again, I just think it was one of the better matches on the card. Uh, the second match, Intercontinental Championship, The Miz and Gunther. Going into this match, I was not a huge Miz fan. He just hasn't been my style. But this match reminded me of Mr. Perfect versus Bret Hart in when Bret won his first Intercontinental Championship. The way that The Miz attacked Gunther made complete sense. Again, going after the legs, trying to take Gunther, who is a total powerhouse, trying to take his base out, out from underneath him was beautiful. That's great storytelling. That makes sense. I can understand that if I was going to fight Gunther, which I never will because he's a complete monster, that would be my strategy. Uh, again, this match, I, I think if we're all being honest and we take away the gimmick aspect of this pay-per-view, this match is probably the best match on the card. It is probably the best match on the card because of the storytelling that they did. I will say, I will say that the weakest part of the match has to be the finish. How Gunther just basically randomly locks in a Boston Crab and, and takes out the Miz. I think they could have done a better job building that up. I think they could have done a couple more moves on the Miz where they, he was going after the back. Um, I, I will say the spot where the Miz takes off the turnbuckle pad ends up <laughs> kicking Gunther in the leg and then right in... Ryan the cojones uh, to get a skull crushing finale. I honestly thought that, that that match was over. I thought that the Miz had that match won. Again, probably if we're all being honest, take away the gimmick aspect of it. Take away the returns that happened in the men's war game match. I think this match is by far the best technical match, the best storytelling match of the entire card. I, I think we have to be honest about that. Gunther picks up the win. Again, I think that makes complete sense um, for Gunther to con continue his reign. Uh, but, but I have to say, I wasn't a huge Miz fan in the beginning. But you know what? I think now he, he becomes a le legitimate threat to whoever he goes against. And I, I'm excited to see what happens next with him. Uh, I will say the next couple matches, it feels like the card kind of dipped off a little bit. Uh, Dragon Lee, Santos Escobar, for whatever reason, I just couldn't really get into it. I thought the, the match was highly predictable, and the reason being is they had to get Santos Escobar over. They just had to. They're trying to build him up uh, as a major threat. I think they're going to have him go against Rey Mysterio, possibly at WrestleMania for, for Rey's retirement match. 
Um, I just think that it was it was too predictable. And again, pre- predictable is not always bad. I'm not against predictable. I, I just think it could have been better. Um, I I got to give it a, a C. Uh, I, I didn't rate the Miz match. Uh, I'm going to give it an A+. Uh, again, great match. Santos Escobar, I just... Uh, there were some powerful moves, but it just wasn't a match for me. And then to follow up again, the Women's World Championship, Zoe Sark... Uh, Rhea Ripley, we know the purpose of this match. It was to continue Rhea Ripley's complete hold on the Women's Championship belt and to show that Zoe Stark is is possibly one day a contender for the title. But again, it just wasn't going to happen. It just wasn't going to happen. And I, I just thought this was lackluster. I really did. I'm glad it was a clean finish. I'm glad Judgment Day didn't get into it. Um, but I just... I never truly believed Zoe Stark to be a threat. I really didn't see that match really, really doing anything for any of the wrestlers. Rhea Ripley is going to continue her championship. She's too hot right now. They're not taking the belt off her anytime soon. And Zoe Stark, I just I think there's better contenders that would have put a better match. Um, yeah, I I'll give it a C as well. Just with the Santos Escobar, I think it's another C. And again, these are not bad matches, but I compared to the rest of the card, the women's war game match, the Miz and Gunther, and then the men's war game match, I, I do think they weren't that great. So let's talk about it. Let's get into the men's war game match. First of all, wonderful match. It's a great match. It it did everything it needed to do. To have um to have Seth Rollins yelling at Cody Rhodes, where is Randy Orton? That's beautiful. That is the small things, the small storytellings, telling parts that I just loved. And again, like I said earlier in this podcast, it made sense that the men needed a War Games match, that Cody needed a War Games match because he was going to honor his dad. So it made complete sense. And then to have Randy Orton come back. the His, his RKO... Uh, was truly unbelievable. I mean, it's... Uh, to see someone be thrown off the top of the cage, J.D. Madonna, uh, Madonna, I'm mispronouncing the name, thrown off the top of the cage, gets hit by an RTO. I mean, again, that's that was unreal. Also, Cody Rhodes and a cowbell in the match, y'all, going back to vintage Dusty Rhodes. Just absolutely fantastic. And then I also liked the storytelling of Drew McIntyre being a complete heel. And when the match is over, he's out of the ring. I mean, he's not even there for CM Punk and his return. So again, just another great match. Great storytelling. I'm going to give it an A because of the athleticism, the way they told their story. Truly, um... Truly was a great match. And then also all these little these little point back to history with it being Dusty's matches, with it being the cowbell, was just phenomenal. And then at the end, we have a return from CM Punk. Like I said in the beginning, I'm not a huge CM Punk fan. I'm just I'm just not. I think he's just super toxic. And I think he has repeatedly shown that he poisons every organization he goes into. I understand that we were in Chicago. I understand WWE is going for that huge major pop. 
I understand that people really wanted this to happen. I do believe, though, that this completely took away from Randy Orton coming back. Randy Orton has been out nearly two years with a broken back. And it just felt that he came in, he hit a spot, and then now we're talking about CM Punk. Uh, I think they could have saved it for Monday night. I think that would have been great. I think you would have gotten the same pop, and you would have given the respect to Randy Orton that I firmly believe that he deserves. So... That's my two cents. I will talk more about potential rivalries for CM Punk and also the business between CM Punk and Seth Rollins. Overall, though, if we're going to wrap this conversation up about Survivor Series, one of the best pay-per-views. This sort of pay-per-view, knowing that Triple H is really taking control of creative, makes me excited for 2024. Makes me excited to watch Raw which I did turn into on on Monday night, makes me excited to see what's going to happen at the Rumble. And it gives me a lot of hope that we're going to see some amazing matches at WrestleMania in Philadelphia. So, y'all, I cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your day to listen to my thoughts about Survivor Series. Let me know what you think. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? And anyway, y'all, Happy wrestling. Happy watching wrestling. I hope you have a great day, and I know you and I will talk real soon. Bye-bye now.